as the day approaches, Scripture just seems to become more evident, wouldn't you say? The time we are living in is right in step with what the Bible is teaching in regard to Christ's return. Now, in Matthew 24, Christ here foretells to his disciples the going forth of deceivers. He begins with a caution. Take heed, he says, that no man deceives you. Well, they, the disciples, expected to be told when these things should be to be let into their into that secret. But this caution is a check to their curiosity. Jesus is saying, get this, what is that to you? Mind your duty, follow me, and be not seduced from following me. Those that are most inquisitive concerning the secret things which don't belong to them are most easily imposed upon by seducers. Look what Second Thessalonians says, verse 2 and 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Well, hello everyone, I'm Neil Parks. In our last episodes, uh, especially the last one, we thoroughly went through reactions and motives of the three servants of the, that we were talking about in the parable. So in this episode, I want to focus on that third servant in Matthew 25, the servant of the talents, if you will. Unfortunately, I feel that there are way too many third servant Christians, or maybe better put, church-going people filling, filling the role of the third servant behavior. Let's pick it up in Matthew 25, verse 24. Jesus says, Then he who had received the one talent, we're talking about the talents. We had three servants, the first two, each receiving theirs. And then he who had received the one talent, came and said, Lord, I knew you would be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I, get this, was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours? Verse 25, in verse 25, here lies the problem. 
The key word here with the third servant is, and I was afraid. Fear, or maybe better understood, no relationship. You see, if you don't know someone and they don't know you, there is no trust involved. In this case, just as in the ten virgins, this servant was serving right alongside the other servants. Just like the no-oil virgins were hanging out with the oiled-up virgins, weren't they? Well, look what the Apostle John says in 1 John four seventeen. He says, In this union and fellowship with him, love is completed and perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, with assurance and boldness to face him. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18, John says, There is no fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. You see, fear is an option. And what he's saying here is, when you're full-grown and in love, fear is not there. And he goes on to say, because fear involves the expectation of punishment. So when the the one who is afraid of God's judgment, he or she is not perfected in love and has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. That's that third servant. He was afraid. He was afraid to take his talent or his gifting because he was afraid of judgment. Now, Matthew 24, 4, Jesus is explaining about this deception we talked about. Christ here foretells the going forth of deceivers, and he begins with a caution. He says, Take heed that no man deceive you. Now, folks, we have to understand that deception causes fear. And unfortunately, in the church house today, there is a false doctrine. Well, there are many false doctrines being taught. But one that comes to mind, it's, and I've heard it for many, many years, people saying, come to the altar and just repeat this prayer after me. Well, my listeners, this is no small matter. Our redemption has a cost, and the cost of our redemption 
was God's son. And following him is not easy because there is a cost. But he will give the crown of righteousness to all that love his appearing. And we have this boldness towards Christ because of our conformity to him. Scripture says in 1 John 4, 17 again, Because as he is, so are we. We in this world. Love hath conformed us to him. As he was the great lover of God and man, he has taught us in our measure to be so too. And he will not deny his own image. The third servant, if you will, was lacking the individual love relationship of grace. That's the recipe of perfection he brings to each of his servants whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life on Judgment Day. The fear that the world or the unbelieving people perpetuates is a deception that Jesus warns his bride to beware of, to discern. Matthew 24, in verse 45, it says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household, to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he, whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. That servant will be serving. You see, we are called to serve. We are called to be faithful. We are called to uh, to feed his word to others. We are here for the purpose of glorifying him. That third servant was lacking in love. Philippians 1, 21, 24, Paul says, For me to live is Christ. He is my source of joy, my reason to live, and to die is gain. For I will be with him in eternity. Verse 22, If, however, it is to be life, Here, and I am to go on living, this will mean useful and productive, here it is, service for me. So I do not know which to choose if I am given that choice. But I am hard-pressed between the two. I have the desire to leave this world and to be with Christ. For that is far, far better. In verse 24, yet, Paul says, to remain in my body is more necessary 
and essential for your sake. Paul was tired. Paul was getting older. But there was still more stuff to do for the kingdom. And Paul understood it. He said, I'd rather go and be in heaven with you, Lord. But I know that it's far better if I remain here. So here's the question today. In this, in these, I should say, tumultuous times of 2021 that we live in, with the fear that is being served up on a platter to the people around this earth planet, as if (laughs) this has never happened in the history of earth, take the day of Noah or the plagues of Egypt, and etc. But here's the question. Do you have the needed confidence in the day of judgment with the assurance and boldness to face him? Do you have that love relationship? Do you have that perfect love? The Bible says that we are to come boldly to the throne of God. Do you have the needed confidence in the day of judgment with the assurance and boldness to face him? Well, it's been a good one today, and I hope to have you back next time here at Fail the Lamp. By the way, if you have family or friends that come to mind as you listen, share these podcasts and comments. And comments are welcome here as well at fillthelamp at yahoo.com. All one word, fillthelamp at yahoo.com. Let me pray for you. Father God, I just lift these listeners to you. Father God, uh, today's message was about fear. We're all gifted, Lord. Each one of us have a different gift. Each one of us are created in your image. Each one has the gift. It's yours, and they have it. I pray right now that they will seek you to understand it. They will seek you to use it to be a vessel that you can dwell in. Father God, I just lift them up right now that that perfect love would just abound. Holy Spirit, just show them, guide them, teach them. And I just pray right now that they would understand that they are to be used. In your precious name, Jesus, amen and amen. Well, that'll do it for today. I'm Neil Parks.